but it's all about confidence. Amen. It's a team. You got something to say? You're trying to grab this? <laughs> oh, you're growing a beard too? Are you going <laughs> to grow a beard? Come on. I just wanted to say that when I got on the plane to come here, I just had an, an awesome peace about it. So I know I, I knew that the Lord was telling me it's an anointed place I'm coming to. I come, I get inside the plane, and I get on the plane, I sit down, and I'm starting to fall asleep. And I don't, I don't really sleep that much during the day, and especially on an airplane, I don't sleep at all. But I was falling asleep. Just told me that the Lord can carry me through anything to a storm. To me, it's like a storm when I get in the plane, kind of like, because I don't like it. But He's going he's to get me to where I'm going. So that was just an awesome thing that I, that I felt. And then the first service, when they blew the shofar, I told you guys that you guys are the lion of Judah. Right? So don't be afraid of that roaming lion that's roaming around and trying to scare you and intimidate you, right? See who he, he, who he may devour, but he cannot devour the Lion of Judah. And then the preacher said about uh, Matt, I think his name is yes. Matt, the first the first preacher was here, okay. And he said about breathing in the Lord. And the Lord told me, yes, you breathe in my DNA. You are me, you're breathing in me. And if your heart is correct, when you breathe out, you're speaking to the Lord. And he is love. The Lord's right. The scriptures say he is love. And then all the other fruits of the spirit you should be living in. Right? So if your heart is right, you're living in there. And you're giving back out. Those are just characteristics of love. Characteristics of our Father. Right? So that's what you should be living in. And then he says, represent him well. Represent him well. First off, too, I just wanted to uh, recognize uh, Pastor John back there and with that praise and worship. Boy, wow. Such an empowering presence of God. And the Lord's saying, my mercy. You will see my mercy. You will see my tender, loving kindness in your life. I am releasing mercy. The Lord says, not judgment. Do not expect judgment, but believe to see my mercy. Believe to see my tender, loving kindness. I will release mercy in your relationships. I will release mercy in your finances. I will release mercy in your business. I will release mercy in your ministry. The Lord says mercy. He is releasing mercy. He says, I will rescue those who need rescuing. There are my people need rescuing. They cannot help themselves. They are stuck. They are stagnant. They are in the pit. But the Lord says, I will rescue them and they will see my mercy. In Jesus' mighty name, that's what I just felt as, as the worship was going forth, as the praise was going forth, that we're going to see the mercy of God in our lives. Because our lives, many times, are the, our loved ones. They're out of our reach. But God says, in my mercy, I will reach them. I will do what you cannot do in their lives. So who receives that message? Because we're expecting to see the mercy of God turn our situations around. In Jesus' name. Now, I want to honor, of course, uh, Dr. Uh,
upon their lives. They've been breaking boundaries. They've been breaking obstacles and they've been breaking their their setbacks have been broken in jesus name and your whole ministry has been known for a breaker anointing in your life you've broken sicknesses diseases after disease just plagues after plagues but god saying this altar is the altar of the breaker anointing and i honor you i honor you because god is honoring you and we want to honor who god is honoring and the same thing with my apostle, uh, with my apostles, both of them, Pastor Anne Marie and Bishop. Thank you so much for for believing in me, for embracing me, for believing in, in the things that I carry. Because I would not be here if it was not for you. They're they're trend, they're trailblazers. They're blazing trails all over the place. They are visionaries. They are visionaries of God, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the ministry, against your ministry. The gates of hell will not prevail against that. So I just want to honor them because they have honored me in allowing me to even be here. So I thank God for that. Okay, and I also honor my husband back there.
by my negative feelings. I was sabotaged by my negative feelings. So my negative feelings led me into all sorts of evil. I had, I was broken by abortion. I was fractured by many sexual partners. I was riddled by emotional instability. Even my boyfriends would say, she's crazy, stay away from her. I had anxiety attacks for over 20 years. I was self-loathing, self-hatred. I was captured by pornography and same-sex attractions. I was severed in my conscience. I severed my own conscience because I did not want to hear the voice of God. I did not want to be, uh, I did not want to submit to the voice of God. So I severed my conscience and I became an atheist. I said, I don't believe in God. How foolish is that? I was a fool ready to happen. That's why I said I was a train wreck ready to happen. I was splintered then as I got married and we had a little boy that was born a quadriplegic. He was paralyzed in all four limbs. My heart was broken in a million pieces as he suffocated one day on his pillow in, an, in the hospital in an accident. He suffocated and at that point he got worse. He got worse and now I was shattered because he, his little body had begun to deform and contract and contort. And I was watching this as a born-again believer at this point, but my heart was so severed and broken. I was numb as I watched him be attached to a ventilator and then life support for year after year after year, believing that God was going to heal him because the Lord told me, I'm going to heal you first, Rosanna, and then I'm going to heal Paul. Well, I thought that was a healing for me and for my son. Turns out that it was an emotional healing for me, and the Lord did heal my son, but he took him home. He took him home, but at that point, 30-some years later, after believing, I was, you know, tired. I was exhausted because, like, I think it was you that said that we're just naming and claiming. I was one of those that was naming and claiming, but you know what? If I had not done that, I would not have lived. If I had not have done that, I would not have survived that heartbreak. I could not even think that my son would not be healed. I would not even think about it or even consider that he would not be healed because I could not live through that heartbreak. So I was one that named it and claimed it, but the Lord says, you know what, You're gonna, I'm going to cause you to rest now. Rest. You can either rest in my decision, you can rebel in my decision, or you can rest in my decision. So I said, you know what, I've come out of being foolish and I'm resting in your decision. But my, but my heart was broken. I was stung by the sting of death. I was fragmented by domestic violence. I was broken by a drug-addicted husband and a verbally abusive husband. At that time, thank God, he's, he's changed now. I was torn by rejection and persecution of the brethren. Boy, that was really tough. Torn by those who should have accepted me, and yet I was persecuted by those that were in close proximity to me. But, you know, by God, he used it all for good. He took me from a crucifixion 
to a resurrection as he's been glorified. Rosanna, I'm taking you from a wimp to a warrior. I'm putting a mental toughness in you. And the Lord is saying to you, you might be marred right now, but you're still marked. You're still marked. You might be broken right now, but you're still called. You might be severed right now, but you're still selected. You might be going through it right now, but God still has his hand on you. You might be devastated right now, but you are still destined. You are still destined by God. And the Lord is saying to you, you're not going to have a breakdown. You're going to have a breakthrough. That's what he told me. He says, you're not going to have a breakdown, Rosanna. You're going to have a breakthrough. Your world is not falling apart, Rosanna. It's falling into place. He said, you are crossing over to the other side. And now you're a master mender. You are now a master mender because our wounds qualify us for ministry. Our wounds qualify us for ministry. They don't disqualify us. They qualify us for ministry. So God God was saying to me, Rosanna, Acts 20-24, and now I can say none of these things move me. And move me means make me or break me. Make me or break me. So the sting of death did not make me, and the sting of death cannot break me. The spousal abuse didn't make me, and spousal abuse did not break me. The persecution of the brethren did not make me, and the persecution of the brethren did not and could not break me. How is that? How is that that these things don't make us and break us? Why? Because we turn our face to the living God, and he empowers us. He empowers us to go through situations and circumstances that would otherwise kill us, that would kill us, that would deform us, that would mar us. But the Lord says, no, I forbid that. I forbid that you be torn and wrecked by a situation that is supposed to build you. So God has built me. God has built me strong. But I'll tell you, going through the valley in the shadow of death, it was hard, but I would not have traded for the world. I would not trade it for the world. My son is in heaven. He is happy, so I said, so I'm going to be happy. He is well, so I'm going to be well. He's resting, so I'm resting. I refuse to be caught in the trap of long-term grief. I will not have anything to do with long-term grief. I said, he's thriving, so I'm going to thrive. In Jesus' mighty name. So that's just a little bit about me. I just wanted to let you know where I come from. You know, and like I said, I was put out by the church that persecuted me. I was put out in women's ministry. The, the, the women's ministry said that I was untrustworthy, that I did, that I was not kind, that I was mean, and everything that I was not. You know, and I knew that. But, you know, now now I'm in charge, or one of the co-laborers with Pastor Anne-Marie, with the Christian Women's Word Network. And we go all over the world now. Women's ministry is in 190 nations. We're on 27 platforms. You know, we, and so God says, you were put out over there local, but I wanted you global. You wanted local acceptance, and I wanted to give you global acceptance. So now... God is empowering women all over the world, endorsing women all over the world, authorizing women all over the world. 
over there. So, you know, we're raising up Hannah's. Hannah's who are, they're harassed by Kamina, but yet Hannah's don't complain. They're, they're not complainers, they're obtainers. We are obtainers, we are teaching women, don't complain, obtain. Obtain the promises of God. We're raising up Abigail's, women of wisdom. Women that know how to deal with foolish, ill-tempered, mean people. We are raising up Esther's, women who declare, if I perish, then I perish. But I will be about the will of God on my life. We're raising up Mary's, Mary's who say, let it be unto me even as you will, Father God. We're raising up Shunammite women, women that know how to advance in adversity, women that know how to trust in adverse situations, women that say, it is well. Even though my son is dead, it is well. That's what the Shunammite women said. We're raising up Proverbs 31 women, virtuous women, women that don't dim their light just to make another woman feel comfortable in her shoes. No, we don't dim our light. We let our light shine. We be the best women that we can be, right? And we let our light shine because we're making his name known. We're making his name famous. And so we are shining. So, you know, I just wanted to let you know that that even though I was removed by the women in the ministry, that Exodus 1.12 says, the more they oppress you, the more you will multiply. The more they oppress you, the more you will multiply. And the Egyptians came to dread the Israelites. So people will dread your, not, not you, but they're going to dread the God in you because the God in you cannot be contained. The God in you cannot be stopped. The God in you cannot be overpowered. The same spirit that lifted Jesus from the dead is alive. It is dwelling in you. It is you are unstoppable. That means you're unstoppable. That means you're unsinkable. That means you're indomitable. You have an indomitable spirit inside of you. And you can face whatever situation God has you in right now. Because he says, I have a pointed way for you. I have a path for you. Run your race. Run that race. I ran the race of domestic violence and God turned it around. I ran the race of living with an alcoholic spouse and God delivered him. I ran the race of the sting of death when my child was on a ventilator and life support for years. I ran that race and, and now I can say none of these things move me. As long as I have God on my side, I am unstoppable. Can you say that? As long as I have God on my side, I am unstoppable. And you are. You are unstoppable. Okay, so let's turn to uh, the crossover message, okay? Because that's what the Lord wants me to share with you today. The crossover message. That he said that in his mercy, he's going to have you cross over. In his mercy, it is not by your might, it is not by your power, but it is by his spirit. So, Father, as I exit, Father God, you enter. Father God, as I submerge, you emerge. Father, as I decrease, Lord, you increase. As I disappear, Father God, you appear. As I receive, you restore. And I, as I fade, Father, you fashion your people. So 
the other side. Let's skip to 37. In a great windstorm of hurricane, of hurricane proportion arose, and the waves that were filling the boat, 38. And Jesus was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said, don't you care that we're perishing? Verse 39. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the seas, peace be still. And there was a great calm. Verse 39. And this is about to happen in somebody's life. Verse 39. When I just read, then there arose. And he rebuked the wind and said to the seas, peace be still. And there was a great calm. That is a prophetic word for somebody. Okay? Verse 39. Verse 41. And there was, and they were terrified and asked each other, who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? Verse, let's go back up to verse 35. When the evening had come, some of you have been in an evening, in a midnight, in a winter, in a desert season for a long time. Things have been dark in your life. Your family, it's been dark in your marriage. It's been dark in your family. It's been dark in your relationships. It's been dark in your emotional state. Everything seems dark. Your business, your health, your career, your finances. You went through tribulation, but now he's going to give you an elevation. You went through a tribulation, but now he's going to give you an elevation. You went through pain, but now he's going to escort you into the promise. You carried the cross, but now you're going to wear a crown. You've encountered travesty, but now you're going to experience a victory. You went through mourning, but now you're going to go through dancing. You went through the crucifixion, but now you're going to have a resurrection. There is always a crucifixion before a resurrection. That is the way God moves. He always takes us through a trouble before we go into a triumph. That's how he moves. He says, if I'm going to trust you, then I'm going to test you. If I'm going to trust you, then I've got to test you. Because loyalty comes before royalty. You will step into royalty if you remain in loyalty to our Father. So he says, "You, God has always allowed you the, the, um, the option to be stubborn. But he says, but because you allow me to change you, I'm going to shift you. Because you've allowed me to change you, I'm going to shift you, says the Lord. So you may have been in a losing season, but God says, I'm going to shift your season and you're going to begin to win. You have been, maybe have been in a going under season, but now God says, I'm going to shift you and you're going to start going over. Why? Because you've allowed him to change you. When you allow God to change you, he shifts you. Okay, so now you're going to be going over. You may have been the tail that the Lord says in your former season, but now you're going to begin to be the head. Your narrative is about to change. Your narrative is about to change. God is about to change your season and your story. 
difference. From paralyzed to mobilized, from suffering to soaring, from problems to promotions, from trials to triumphs. That's how God moves. From battles into victory. Colossians 2.15 says, having spoiled, disarming, and stripping principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. The enemy is defeated, and your prayers have been heard. I don't know who I came to tell that, but your prayers have been heard. James 5.16 says, the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. That means your prayers have been accomplishing, your prayers have been achieving, your prayers have been producing an effect in Jesus' name. Jesus declares, we are going to the other side. We are going to the other side. Before that, Jesus says, we've got to leave the multitude, though. Before we go to the other side, you've got to leave the multitude. Before you go to the other side, you have to understand that where you're headed, not everybody can go with you. You've got to understand that you're still trying to cross over with the multitude. Remember, before Jesus went to the other side, he just fed the 5,000. He fed the multitude, but he told the disciples, get in the boat and go to the other side. He wasn't speaking to the multitude. He was saying to the 12, we're going to the other side. Everybody is not qualified to go to the other side with you. Those that left you are not qualified to go to the other side with you. Those that rejected you are not qualified to go to the other side with you. Those that have abandoned you are not qualified to go to the other side with you. Those that hated you and they hate you without a cause are not qualified to go to the other side with you. Those that are envious, those that are jealous, they are not qualified to go to the other side with you. But you still have the wrong people sailing with you. Some of you still have the wrong people sailing with you. You can't sail with everybody on going to the other side. Some people will have to stay on the shore while you sail across the sea. They have to stay where they are. They can't take, you can't take everybody to the other side with you. Jesus, notice who Jesus is leaving. The multitude had to stay. They're the ones that are not committed to Jesus. They're the ones that are, are not in love with Jesus. They're the ones that don't act like Jesus. They're the ones that don't talk like Jesus. They're the ones that don't act like Jesus. They want to be seen. They have their own agenda. Then the Lord says they cannot cross over with you. You've got to leave behind the people who are proud, the people who are arrogant, the people who are stiff-necked. You've got to leave behind those that have been using you, those that have been taking advantage of you, those that have been stabbing you in the back, those that have been lying on you, those that smile in your face, but all the while they want to take your place. People who believe they're more anointed than you. There's people that believe I'm more anointed than pastor. I'm more anointed.
Today, 
you. So I am with you. Uh, Psalm 145.14 says he raises up all those that be bowed down. If you've been bowed down in hurt, if you've been bowed down in betrayal, if you've been bowed down in, in uh, being rejected, the Lord says, I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to raise you up. You cannot take the multitude with you. There was little boats, remember? There was little boats crossing over to the other side. But you don't need a whole lot of people. You just need a few people to go to the other side. You just need a few people to walk with you, to work with you, to care for you, to call you up, to check on you. You just need a few people to go to the other side. You just need a few people that will stay in the storms of life with you. Verse 35b. Jesus says, let's go to the other side. When God says you're going over, you don't have to worry because you're not going under. When God says you're going over, you don't have to worry because you're not going under. When God says you're going over, your marriage is not going to go under. When God says you're going over, your children are not going under. When God says you're going over, your finances are not going under. Jesus himself declares you are going to the other side. Now let that sink into you. You are going to the other side. Let that deposit go down into you. You are going into the other side. We are going to the other side. Ecclesiastes 3 says, for everything, there is a season, there is a time, there is a purpose under heaven. Verse 2, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which was planted. Verse 3, a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. Verse 4, there is a time to weep, there is a time to laugh. There is a time to mourn. There is a time to dance. Life is about seasons. Life is about seasons. And you may be in a dark season right now, but your dark season is about to turn to life. If you're here and you're going through a breakdown, that's just one season. There is another season. Breakthrough is coming. If you're broke, that's just one season. Season, but there is another season coming. Money is coming. If you're depressed, that's just one season of your life. There is another season coming. There is joy coming. If you've been unemployed, that's just one season of your life. There is another season coming. Employment is coming. If you've been single, that's just one season. Don't base your life on one dark season. Don't commit suicide on one dark season. That's just one season. If you're single, that's one season. There's another season coming. The marriage is coming. If you've been in failure, that's just one season. There is another season coming. It furtherance is coming. Furtherance is coming. Disappointment. 
trust the Lord when you cannot trace him. If you cannot trace him right now, that's okay. Trust him. Trust him when you cannot trace him. Say, Lord, I don't like this season. Lord, I disdain this season. Lord, I don't agree with this season, but I trust you anyway. That little phrase is going to keep you in faith, but I trust you anyway. So, if, you've experienced, if you're here and you've experienced loss, that's just one season. Gain is coming in your next season. If you've been a victim, that's just one season. You're moving out of being a victim into a victor. There is another season coming. So Zechariah 9.12 says, remain a prisoner of hope. Remain a prisoner of hope. That means you're shackled to hope. You are shackled to hope. You will. You are going to be a prisoner of hope. You will not give up your hope when you are in a season of despair. Why? Because there are appointments coming. Romans 12, 12 says, rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Continuing instant in prayer. Isaiah 61, 7 says, instead of shame, you will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, you will rejoice in your inheritance. God is taking you to the other side. You're crossing over to the other side. I see you going to the other side. You've been in this season of crossing over. I see you going to the other side. I see you going out of discouragement. You've been in discouragement for too long. God says you've been in chaos long enough. You've been in trauma long enough. I see you crossing over to the other side. You're crossing out of heartbreak. You've been there long enough. So God is saying, I'm going to rescue you. I'm going to rescue you. In my mercy, I will rescue you. Now I see a ring on your finger. I see you rocking a baby. I see you buying a new home because you're passing over to the other side. I see you free from addiction because you're passing over to the other side. I see you starting a ministry because you're passing over to the other side. I see you starting a company because you're passing over to the other side. We are crossing over, the Lord says. This is your appointed time. I see you going to nations. Those of you that are in business, you're going to nations. Those of you that are, are in ministry, you're going to nations. Isaiah 43, 19 says, remember not the former things or the things of old. For behold, I do a new thing, and it shall spring forth. In one season, you're in despair, but in the next season, you're going to be in destiny. Your situation is not your final destination. Your situation is not your final destination. Your condition is not your conclusion. Your condition is not your conclusion. In one season, Ruth was working in the field, and in the next season, she owned the field. In one season, David was a shepherd boy, but in the next season, he was a ruling king. In one season, the Shunammite woman had a dead son, but in the next season, he was raised to life. In one season, the woman with the issue of blood, she was sick, but in the next season, she was made whole. In one season, Lazarus dies, 
the dead. Uh, nothing is impossible with the Lord. Nothing is impossible with the Lord. In the next season, the Lord says, I will cause you to forget the former season. In the next season, I will cause you to forget the former season. In one season, Gideon was a coward. But in the next season, he was a mighty man of valor. In one season, Joseph was a prisoner. But in the next season, he was a prime minister. Do you get what I'm saying? Life is about seasons. Life is about seasons. In one season, Rahab was a prostitute in the red light district. But in the next season, she was married to Solomon. And the, and the tribe of Judah, and she was a mother of Boaz. Sometimes the Lord lets you go through some stuff just to bring you out of some stuff. He says he'll let you go down in order to pick you back up. He'll let you get sick in order to heal you. Allow it. He'll allow you to go through the darkness just to give you some light. He'll allow you to go broke just to give you some money. He will let himself be known. You will see him in this season of testing. You will see him in the way that you have never seen him before. If you have been tested, it's your time for a testimony. If you've been tested, it's your time for a testimony. If you've been in misery, it's your time for a victory. If you've been in breakdown, it's your time for a breakthrough and a breaking forth. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, At the appointed time, God makes all things beautiful. At the appointed time. Habakkuk 2.3, the vision is yet for an appointed time. Although it tarries, wait for it because it will certainly come. Romans 8.28, all things work together for good. All things work together for your benefit. All things work together for your advantage. All things work together for your progress and promotion. Even the horrific things. Even the traumatic things. Even the distressing things. They all work together. Unfaithful spouses, it all works together for good. Abusive partners, it all works together for good. Divorce, persecution, it all works together for the good. Psalms 119 says, everything serves his plan. Everything serves his plan. Misfortune serves his plan. Mistreatment serves his plans. Delays and denials serve his plans. Discouragement and disappointment serve his plan. And the Lord says, you've been on this side of defeat long enough. You've been on this side of death long enough. You've been on this side of failure long enough. You've been on this side of misfortune long enough. Mistreatment, misery, you've been on this side of it long enough. Jesus said, God is moving you to the other side. You're crossing out of depression. You're crossing out of confusion. You're crossing out of sorrow and sickness. You are crossing out. You're crossing over to the other side. Zechariah, Zechariah 4 and 7 says, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to, uh, that's not the one I'm saying, I'm sorry. But God, God says, I'm going to be with you as you cross over. You are not by yourself as you cross over. You are not alone as you are crossing over.
to do is uh, Genesis 3.15. Genesis 3.15, there is enmity against the woman. He says, but God, but God says, but there, but us women have enmity against the enemy. We have a hostility against him. We have hatred against our enemy. We have violence. We are violent against our enemy. Women, you are violent against your enemy. Women, you are God's worst. I mean, you are Satan's worst nightmare. You have enmity against the enemy. That's why God is raising up women. And he says, women, you are going to the other side. Women, you are no longer going to be disrespected. Women, I am raising you up. I'm raising you up along with the men. And you will be a force to be reckoned with. You are a force to be reckoned with. The Lord says, so be encouraged, my women. He wants women to know that his hand is upon them. He wants women to know that they are that they are legalized in his sight. So he is saying, come forth. Take off of, take off of uh, insecurity. Take off intimidation and come forth. Take it off, says God. Cross over. Cross over. So God says this is a crossing over service. And Zechariah says it is not by your might. It is not by your power. But it is guided by his spirit. Second Chronicles 2, 20, 15 says, the battle is not yours. The battle in your marriage is not yours. The battle with your children is not yours. The battle with your health is not yours. The battle in your finances is not yours. That's why he said, I'm extending mercy. I'm extending mercy. I'm extending mercy. And I'm rescuing you. God is transporting you to the other side. You're going to go just like God did from local to global, from native lands to foreign lands, from citywide to nationwide to worldwide. Isaiah 60 and 11 says, the gates of the nations are now open to you. The gates of the nations are now open to you. I will see you crossing over to the other side. I see you going over to the other side. Verse 37 says, and a great windstorm of hurricane proportion arose and the waves beat upon the boat and it was filling. In the journey of life, you'll encounter the storms of life. You'll encounter storms in your business, storms in your career, storms in your academic, storms in your family. Satan sees that you're headed. He sees where you're headed. And he will try to stop you before you reach the other side. He wants to stop your ministry before your ministry gets to the other side. He wants to stop your family before your family gets to the other side. He wants to stop your business before your business gets to the other side. He wants to stop your career before your career gets to the other side. He wants to stop your education. He wants to stop your promotion. He wants to stop your progress and your advancement before you get to the other side. The enemy is threatened and intimidated by your greatness. Not that we're so great, but we carry a great spirit within us. We carry a great spirit within us. So the enemy sees us as powerful. The enemy sees us as very persuasive. The enemy sees us as dynamic and impressive. 
is dynamic? Do you see yourself as capable and commanding? We must have the mind of Christ and we must have our identity intact because if we do, identity leads to destiny. If we do not have a strong identity, we will not reach our destiny. The size of your storm lets me know the significance of your assignment. The size of your storm lets me know the significance of your assignment. The size of your storm lets me know how crucial your assignment is. The size of your storm lets me know how critical your assignment is. The size of your storm lets me know how weighty and how noteworthy your assignment is. The enemy does not attack anyone who isn't significant. The enemy doesn't attack anyone who isn't significant. The devil doesn't start a storm for those he is not threatened by. Satan stands against those who threaten him. He fights those he fears. And those he fears, he fights. God allows a storm as great as your calling. God will allow a storm as great as your calling. He says fierce battles always surround a fierce calling. If you're in a fierce battle, if you've been in a fierce battle, you've got a fierce calling. Great battles indicate a great destiny. Major battles surround a major mission. In other words, big destiny, big warfare. Big warfare. But you know what? God has already empowered you with everything inside of you that it takes to get to the other side. Storms are designed for you to resign. Storms are designed so that you will resign. Storms are designed so that you will give up, retreat, and retire. When your storms are illogical, when they're unreasonable, when they're unjustifiable, like why is everybody hating on me? I'm nobody, but yet everybody seems to be hating on me. Why is things going so bad? I'm not hurting anybody. See, your storm is illogical. It's unreasonable. It's unjustifiable. So you know the enemy sees something on your life that perhaps you don't see. But the devil will tip you off and alert you to how valuable you are, how effective and how how project, there you go, how producing your, your, your ministry will be, your significance will be. The devil will tip you off and alert you to how noteworthy you are and your assignment is. The goal of a storm is to make you flee your relationship with God. The goal of a storm is to make you flee your relationship with God. The goal of a storm is to make you run away. It's to make you take flight. It's to make is to drive you out and to drive you away. To force you out of your assignment. To force you out of your appointment. To force you out of your destiny. In spite of the storm, you are going to cross over. You may be in a layover right now. But it was not going to stop your crossover. You might be in a layover, but it's not going to stop your crossover. Psalm 31.15 says, your times are in his hands. Your times are 
looks like there's no way out, Jesus. It feels like I'm sinking. It looks like I'm drowning. It looks like my life is falling apart. Don't you care that I'm suffering, Jesus? My heart is broken. My business is about to shut down. Doesn't, don't you care how sick I am in my body? I've just lost my job. Don't you care that my loved one has just died? There can never be a testimony without a test, my brothers and sisters. There can never be a testimony right. without a test. The storm is just the test before the testimony. The storm is just the test before the testimony. Luke 12, 32 says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So stay connected to your source. Stay connected to your source. Once you have the blesser, the blessings are automatic. Once you have the miracle worker, the miracles will come. Once you have the healer, the healing will come. Once you have the deliverer, the deliverance will come. Once you have the anointer, the anointing will come. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all his, and all these things will be added to you. The children will be added to you. The house will be added to you. Peace will be added to you. Your business will be added to you. Your ministry will be added to you. Checks will be added to you. Your husband will be added to you. Your wife will be added to you. Your car will be added to you. Your health will be added to you. But seek first the kingdom of God, and everything else will be added. So stay connected to your source. John 15, 4 through 11 says, Abide in me, because I am the branch, and you will bear fruit. You will bear fruit, because you've got to abide in the vine. Always stay connected to the vine. Habakkuk 2, 3 says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Though it tarry, it doesn't lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it's going to surely come. Verse 39. Then he arose, and he rebuked the wind. And the sea went still. Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He's about to rebuke your wind, says the Lord. He is about to arise and rebuke the chaos in your life. He is about to arise and rebuke the sickness in your life. He is about to arise and rebuke the dysfunction in your life. He is about to arise and rebuke the addictions in your life. I hear him breaking and rebuking suicide in Jesus' name. I hear him breaking defeat in the name of Jesus, divorce and lack. Psalm 68.1 says, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. In Exodus 23.22 says, if I will be, I will be an enemy to your enemies. I will be an adversary to your adversary. Deuteronomy 28.7 says, The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against you to be smitten before your face. They shall come in one way against you, but they will flee in seven ways in Jesus' name. I see him dealing with your enemy. I see him confounding. 
take a drink, you know? Your situation will respond to the voice of your God. Your situation responds to the voice of your God. Your finances will respond to the voice of God. Your children will respond to the voice of God. Your body will respond to the voice of God. God is speaking to your situation. God is speaking to your children. God is speaking to your husband. God is speaking to your boss. He's speaking to your health. He's speaking to your bank account. He's He's speaking on your behalf. So when you talk to the Lord, he will talk to your situation. When you talk to the Lord, he will talk to your situation. I declare and decree, he will arise and rebuke destruction. I declare and decree, he will arise and rebuke calamity in your life. I declare and decree, he will arise and he will rebuke death, grief, sorrow, rejection. He will arise and rebuke these things. Disappointment, despair. Jesus is speaking to your storm even now. He is a now God. He moves in the now. He is now rebuking. He is now speaking to your storm right at this minute. The winds are declining. The chaos is subsiding. The winds are decreasing. The trauma is coming to an end. The storm is receding. The problems are retreating in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The Lord is saying, peace be still. The wind ceased and there was a great calm. And there will be a great calm in your life. The peace, there will be peace in your mind. There will be peace in your home. There will be peace in your relationships. There will be a peace and a calm in your life. The storm is coming to an end. Your story is about to turn for his glory. Your story is about to turn for his glory. When the struggle is over, God will honor you. When the battle is over, God will exalt you. When the, walk, when the war is over, God will usher you into your rightful place. When the fight is over, God will restore you. When the storm is over, God will promote you. God will crown you. God will see to it that man will come, and they will come around you with a promotion and with a crown when the storm is over. When the storm is over, he'll turn your humiliation into an elevation. When the storm is over, he will turn your mockery into victory. When the storm is over, he will turn your insults into results. When the storm is over, the setback is going to return, and you're going to come with a comeback in Jesus' name. Exodus 14, 13. The Egyptians you see, you will not see anymore. Their weapons are formed against you, but they cannot prosper. They cannot prosper. And the last verse 41, verse 41 says, Then there was a terror, then they were terrified and asked each other, Who is this that even the winds and the waves obey him? And the disciples said, he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is the maker of heaven and earth. He is the resurrection and the life. He is. 
He is a miracle worker. He's a God of war. He is the word of God. He is the rock of ages. He is the doorkeeper. He is the gatekeeper. He is the physician. He is the prince of peace. He is the refiner's fire. He is the righteous judge. He is the avenger of the weak. He has a mercy seat. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the great I am. He's the Son of God. He's the Christ. He is the anointed one. And he is Lord over death, over hell, and over the grave. That's why I said Luke 146. Oh, my soul exalts the Lord. Oh, my soul exalts the Lord. Exalt the Lord with me. Philippians 2, 9 says, The Lord has given him a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. Those that live in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And anything that is named must bow. In Jesus' name, sickness must bow. Confusion must bow. Fear and anxiety must bow. And rejection must bow in Jesus' name. Premature death must bow in the name of Jesus. Freak accidents, they must bow in the name of Jesus. Suicide, suicide, guilt, shame, despair, depression, they must bow in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And that's why we pray in the name of Jesus. That's why we preach in the name of Jesus. That's why we cast out devils in the name of Jesus. That's why we teach in the name of Jesus. That's why we lay hands on the sick in the name of Jesus. Hebrews 12 says, we received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. We received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. In Jesus' name, your Redeemer lives, my brothers and sisters. Your Redeemer lives. And he says, let's go to the other side. You are going to the other side. You will not have a breakdown, but you're going to have a breakthrough. And you will break forth in Jesus' name. For you are my representatives. And I will not allow my representatives to slip, to fall, or to fail. Because I am with you. And you will not slip. You will not fall. And you will not fail. For there is an appointed time for the vision to come. But the Lord says, wait for it. Wait for it, because it will surely come. And then I will take you out of trouble and put you into triumph. And then I will make, take you out of insults and put you into results. And then I will take you out of humiliation and bring into you an elevation. He says, I am waiting to elevate my people. I'm waiting to elevate my people. My people shall be known upon the earth. My people will be heard upon the earth. I have, I speak through my people. And my people will go from the last to the front. From the back to the front. The Lord says from concealed to being revealed. From being in anonymity to being in visibility. I will give my people visibility. I will give them visibility for they know my name. They are making my name known. They are about my business. And if you are about 
song in Jesus' name. He said, because you will make my name known. I am with you. I am not against you. I am for the rejected. I am for the outcast. The Lord says, remain humble. Remain humble, and I will lift you up. Remain humble, and I will lift you up in Jesus' mighty name. So, Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for this breaker anointing. This breaker anointing that breaks through barriers that they carry. They carry that anointing that breaks through barriers, that breaks through limitations. And Father says, as you continue to move forward, he's going to break things off. Continue to lay hands on the sick. Continue to lay hands on those that come here. The Lord says, I'm bringing them so that they can be, their issues can be broken in Jesus' name. And your hands will break that problem, will break that issue, will break that spirit. And God says that he is exalting you because of your humility. And because of the love that you show all men, you don't despise anyone, but you embrace all. And God says, for that, I honor you. I honor you. And we honor you as well. In Jesus' name. So if anybody does need prayer, please do come. Come up because we have a breaker anointing. We break through. Anybody in the fivefold ministry, we've learned to break through. We have learned to suffer hardship like a good soldier. We have learned that. We have learned to, to go from a whip to a warrior. We have learned how to have mental toughness when times are hard and everything looks bad. We have not fallen apart. We have not thrown in the towel. We have not given up and run tail and run back to the world. We know that our Redeemer lives and we have and come and get prayer so we can break things off of you. So they can break off of you. So you can have that overtaker's anointing. We overtake. We overtake all of us that have testimony. We have overtaken the evil one. Because God has, has moved through us and we overtake and we overcome. And we are accelerating. God says, I'm accelerating my people. I'm making them known. So if you need prayer, please do come on up. And not just me as a minister, because there are others here that have the breaker anointing. Thank you. That have the breaker anointing. So come on.